Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome, 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 welcome to Speak Out Loud, the story behind the brand. I'm your host, Lynette Jackson, and I am so excited to be here with you starting season two. So yes, I have been out. Um, You know what happens in the summer. I did a lot of traveling. I went on vacation. I just came back from vacation. Listen, every now and then you got to take a break. You got to take a break. And I had to take a break and unplug. And I'm proud of myself because I gave myself some self-love. And guess what? I didn't look at one email for six days. That was hard. But I didn't look at one email for six full days. But I needed it. But I'm back. We're back. We're strong. We're in season two. I am so excited. We have a whole bunch of great new guests and a whole awesome lineup for season two. And I just can't think of a better person to kick off my season two podcast, but my guest today. Y'all are just going to love her. She is so real. Like sometimes people say they want real, but when real shows up, they like, I I don't want real in my face. I don't want nobody to tell me the truth. I don't want nobody to tell me about myself because, but I'm, oh, oh, I'm honest. Tell me about myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm honest. But then when real shows up, they go run it away because it it really shows who you are when you cannot see and hear and talk to real. And today we are going to talk to real. So I'm super excited to have you guys on here today. Please like and share. Sharing is caring. Comment. Because the story that we're going to talk about today is going to really, re- like I started reading my, my guest's book. And um, yeah, it's a page turner. And I was all in my feelings. And I was like, I had all emotions. And it was a lot happening. And um, anyway, but if you're ready, I'm ready. You ready? Let's start the Speak Out Loud season two podcast. Let's go. You're watching Speak Out Loud, the story behind the brand. About that. See how not modest she is, y'all? But let's go. Well, roasted crickets, I'm like not eating that. Yeah. <laughs> Consistency. Every day showing up even when you don't feel like it. And now your host, Lynette Jackson. All right. That's right. I'm your host, Lynette Jackson, and this is Speak Out Loud, the story behind the brand podcast. And for those that know me, what's up? For those that don't, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Lynette Jackson, and I'm the owner of Roar Media Group. Roar is a digital marketing company that helps its clients speak out loud in the marketplace with graphics, websites, voiceovers, videos, and strategic plan. Why did I start this company? I started this company because there was a need to provide quality graphics at affordable prices. And I do this for small businesses, ministries, churches, and I would love to do it for you. If you're interested in having a free consultation with me, just log on to my website, Roar Media Group. So before we get started, we are going to uh, just 
talk about our sponsor who is sponsoring this show, and that is WordWise Up. If you're looking for a t-shirt that would help you spread God's word, look no further. WordWise Up t-shirts are a great way to share your faith with others and help support a good cause. For every t-shirt sold, donations will be given to the End Time Harvest Christian Center Boys Orphanage in Kenya. This shirt feeds. It feeds spiritually, physically, and financially. Check out our website today, wordwiseup.com, to learn more about how you can help us make a difference in the world. All right, all right. So listen, if you are looking for some positive apparel, apparel that speaks, you want to show your faith, uh, you know, I'm a t-shirt girl. I don't know about you guys, but you know, typically this is all like, I do this to get to come on the podcast, but honey, I'm in a t-shirt and a pair of sweats every day. And that is what my kids call my uniform because I have a uniform. All right, let's get started with today. Let me tell you about my guest. She'll probably tell you this, but I probably, I think I've known her maybe 25 years or more. We've worked together. We did ministry together. Uh, and um, I'm super excited. I'm so proud of her. I, I'm so proud of her because we we had a conversation a couple a couple days ago, and it was like we picked up right where we left off a few years ago. And I tell you what, uh, you know, it's just it is that way. When you have good friends, it is that way. You don't have to talk to them every day, but you can pick up the phone and be like on the phone two hours. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce to some and present to others my good friend, Dr. Diane Carter. What's up, Diane? Hey. How you doing? Back at you, girl. What's going on? A lot of everything. (laughs) A lot of everything. Well, you are looking absolutely fabulous. Okay, isn't she, guys? She is looking absolutely fabulous. And uh, you know what? We are aging so nice. Of course. And we are doing the anointing. (laughs) It's called the anointing. All right, I'll receive that. Okay, it is called the anointing, right? How are you, Diane? I'm doing wonderful. And thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really honored. I'm like, okay, I've never done this before. So, well, get ready because with your book, Get ready, guys. Get ready uh, to do a lot more of these. Uh, Get ready because God's going to use you. I I feel that real strong right now. I'm not a prophetess, and I ain't a prophet, but I will speak when I feel God speaks to me. And get ready, Diane, because the story is incredible. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your book. But before we get started, I always ask my guest to give me or answer what I call the four clarity questions. And that is... Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? And Diane, who do you have the pleasure to do it for? Okay. Well, I, of course, you know my name. It's Diane. And uh, I am an actress. I am a mother. I am a retired healthcare professional. 
So shout out to the healthcare professionals. And listen, oh, shout out to retirement. <laughs> shout out to retirement. Hey, I ain't mad at that either. I ain't crossed that bridge oh my yet. God. Listen, my bags are packed. Seven years ready. of surgical training and what have you. Wow. So, yeah. Seven years of surgical training. Yeah, my my uh, specialty was surgery, and so uh, surgery and orthopedics, and then I did pediatrics for a while. And I, you know, I love kids too much, so I didn't do that too much long. I went back to surgery, you know. But um, I retired as a case manager, mm -hmm. and I retired in December, twenty twenty. Right, I didn't do it. Had the pandemic had nothing to do with it. It was planned that way, it. but it was perfect timing. And wow. Uh, then I continued to pursue my acting career full time. I've always been into acting for those that know me. I've always been into my acting, singing and dance. I'm a dancer at heart. Yes, I'm an actor are. at heart. I just like entertainment, period. You know, um, I do it because I love serving people. I love making them laugh, making them get their minds off of whatever drama is going on in their life. Why? Because that's what theater, that's what television and film did for me. Mm. Um, my mind off of challenges that I was going through. And so I said, when, when, when I, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to do that. I'm <laughs> TV. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Now here's the difference. When I was a youngin, I wanted to do it because I, it was about me. Like, <laughs> and, you know. But then I grew up, mm. and when I grew up, it became more about the people. Mm -hmm. For the people, mm -hmm. so I write my book for the people. Not okay. to get rich, not to get a profit. Okay. I mean, if that comes, praise the Lord. But I do it for the people. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to notice yes. stories. Getting yes. getting people, my, especially now with a pandemic. Yes. There's so many people that are depressed. They're going through depression, yes. oppression, suppression. They're they're going dealing with aggression. You know, all these <laughs> and things. And all the essence. The crazy mixed up world. And sometimes, yes. if you get movie or a good show, or a good you know television show or a good film, get your mind off of your problems for a little bit. Yeah, I want to be that person mm -hmm. to do that. A good book's going to take your mind off your challenges or remind you that you're not the only one going through. Yes then yeah, that's the person that I'd want to be. So that's you, why. Yeah. And I do it all for the glory and honor of the Lord. Not Amen. to be religious, because I'm not religious, and not to be deep, but that's truthfully why I do it. Because mm -hmm. went down to my book, which I'll tell you about later, if it wasn't for his guidance, it wouldn't even be a book. Mm. And so... So that's it. I think I hit all of it. The who, the you what. You hit every ah. one of them. You said something really interesting. <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say, you did surgery. So what what, what, what type of surgery did you do? Well, I did, did a little bit of everything, but mainly orthopedic surgery. Okay. So like um, knees and knees, arms. And, you name oh. it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I just. It's not done today like it was done back in the day. Yes, you know, so it's all done by robotics now, yes, and you can get in and get out. Everything, you know, <laughs> but uh, it, it was interesting, and I, I also, I, I was blessed to have to do some open heart surgery. Wow, I did that for a short time because 
standing on my feet all them hours and sipping orange juice through a straw in the OR to keep them fainting. I mean, it was crazy. You know, okay, so long yeah. procedures. You that, know? Is, that is not one thing that I could could possibly do. Like I do the, the 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 bow of my head when I see blood on TV, and then I'm like looking through my fingers to make sure that it's. I just I don't know what it is. I can't just. Like I'm not gonna see gore. I don't like gore. Yeah. So yeah. gushing blood and gore. Like so I don't do horror movies well, um, because usually the black people they run, and that would be me. I'm gonna be mm -hmm. honest with you. If I was, you know, in a horror movie, and she's like, listen, when is the part that I get to run? Because right, I'm and still run. end up dead lots and of still time. dead up dead because we get killed first. Really, to be honest with you, no shout out to us. We do get we die first in the movie. But well, it's like, know, why are you going in that room? You know the monster is in there. So I don't do that stuff. That's I don't TV do boys. That's TV. That's boys, TV. Right? Even in the real world, we ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm not it's going not in the room. You know, I'm not going in the room. But what's interesting is, I've always wanted acting. I, you know, my my sisters, my siblings. I, I was a pain in the butt because every time they turned around, I was either playing the piano, I was singing, I was dancing, I was acting, and my scholarship was in performing arts. Okay. And my mother said, oh, heck no, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a doctor, a nurse, or somebody. I need somebody medical in the family, and that's going to be you. And she took my money. She wow. made all the arrangements. Next thing I knew, she was driving my behind to Baltimore, Maryland to get training, you know, at this facility and surgery at John Hopkins and this, that, and the other. Wow. I had no say so. You do what no mama tell so. you to do. But that that desire, that passion to be in entertainment never left me. So never left. even throughout college, I was getting involved in, you know, the arts some kind of way. And mm. in my churches, I was getting involved Absolutely. in the arts some kind of way, you know. And so it really was your passion, really. And you know, I, I I moderated a panel at Pastor Banks Church not long, about two weeks ago, and we talked about how to pivot in your career and things like that. And one of the panelists said this was so profound. He said, You should select a career as if you um and and, and as if you were not going to ever get paid for it so you have to do it for the love um and i find that a lot of times people will go and they'll do something to pay the bills but it's really not something that they want so they grudge it every day to do it and so i know you we've known each other what 20 25 years yeah, probably 20 years, yeah over 20 years and i know your passion has been in performing arts Amazing in performing arts. You have created plays and narrated plays and danced and written some of the most profound pieces of artwork uh, in dance and motion at uh, World Changers, at other churches. And so that is really your passion. Yeah. And absolutely. it's really where you go. And I feel it in the writings of your book as well. I oh. feel, I know, I feel it in that. I was like, oh, this is, and let me just say this about you because we're going to talk about it. You, I, I could hear your voice in your book and that's good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I could. I was like, "Oh, listen to Diane." It was like I was talking to you on the phone, and you was telling me what was going on, girl. And then they did this, and then they. I was like, mm -hmm. "I'm just reading," because I I have it on Kindle, and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Oh, I do like paper, so I am going to order a paperback copy. But I like I have it on Kindle, and um, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so so good." So you've been doing performing arts, but you said something about TV. You said you liked 
to, to you, you wanted to entertain and bring joy. And I think that that is something that um, most people don't really talk about. It's just like, how can they use their career, their gifts, their talents to bring joy into someone's heart, into their life? Because there are a lot of sad people out here. A lot of people going through a lot of things. And uh, I just wanted to just say that I like the fact that you wanted to do TV uh, to do that. So that, I think that's a great segue for me. Okay, this is a good segue for me. I like to segue. This TV and film, yeah. TV and film. Because, really? You know, I think that, the, and, and this is crazy, but I remember being, um, when I was little, the, the first, um, I remember watching Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella, <laughs> okay. in black and white. Oh, see, we're dating ourselves. With, um, I believe it was Leslie Ann Down. I believe she was the Cinderella there. But anyway, I was absolutely mesmerized mm. by that. You yes, know, yes, yes. The original. I'm talking about the original, not the one with Brandy and then the next one. Yes, with, yes. With water, but oh, but that black and white one. The black and white one. Mm-hmm. And when it would come on every year, we would be running to like, Cinderella is coming on. Yeah. Like it was just so. Because yes. I think in everybody, every little girl's heart, they want to be. I, I, I absolutely that, and then the next one was the Wizard of Oz, Girl. the original Wizard of Oz. And I said, I remember watching. I said, when I grow up, I'm gonna be an actress. You're gonna I'm be an actress. On TV. I'm going. I'm going because I was mesmerized by it. And all right. So, what's your favorite scene? Is housework, and and that I have five siblings that I have to do their hair, <laughs> and get ready for school, and do the housework. And, yeah, so, you know. so are you the oldest? I'm the oldest girl. I have an older brother. Okay. Um, How many are in your handicapped, family? Handicapped, so like I, so I took the bulk of everything. Okay. It was like me being, old. I still take care of my brother to this day. He's down okay. here with me. He's in a nursing okay. home. Okay. Um, and I still, you know, have to go and check on him, buy him clothing and things of that nature. But um, how many are in your family? It was seven. My mom lost wow. one, so it's six. Okay, wow. Five girls, one boy. Now I'm Five the girls, one boy. We're six girls, one boy. And we have a, a sister that is deceased now. We're six girls, one boy. And listen, we're from the up top. So you're from originally New York, right? I'm from New York. Originally. Yeah, because you still have the accent. You know that. Well, yeah, they tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> I, get well, that I get told that a lot. Do you, do you find that when you go home? I was in Philadelphia not long ago. But do you find out, about a couple of weeks ago, but do you find that when you go home, they say to you, you country now. You didn't. They tell me that it's like, oh, girl, you you just been down there too long, and then the people here in Atlanta say you're not from here. So where are yeah. you from? And I'm like, I'm from Philadelphia, but no. I can be no. in Philadelphia for a day, and it'll jump on me real hard, like the accent will jump on me, and uh, you know, it's just really, really awesome. So I think this is a great segue because we're talking about movies and film. And Denise will tell you that um, I'm a little sneaky. So um, I found a little something. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that this is my friend, Diane, the actress. So <laughs> sit back, watch, and enjoy. I'm going to cue it up. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that is so cold. <laughs> Why you put the you who gave you that? Mm. Get that real. Just watch it. Denise gave you that old reel. I don't even wear my hair. My, oh God. <laughs> 
I'm going to get you for this, Lynette. <laughs> no, she didn't. Thank God for better works. Thank God for better works, right? Yes, so, I was a baby coming out of the gate when I did listen, those. But you got to start somewhere. Gate. <laughs> you, you, you have to start somewhere. But all right, so here's something that's a little bit more current. Watch this. Oh, yeah, that's the one right there. I never miss my weekly massage. And I never miss having a bet on Friday Night Footy. I feel good. Thank you, ladies. Why the big Aristotle? Because I'm big and I'm a philosophizer. Oh. That's not a word. Yes, it is. It's shocking easy to bet anytime, anywhere with the Points Bet app. Diane, that, that was a good one. That commercial went international. I got paid really well on that one. <laughs> you got paid really good. Listen, <laughs> Diane, that commercial right there is so you. Because when you were like, you were like, mm-hmm, look, that is not a word. I said, that is so Diane. Well, so, no, how did I, that I, all come about? I got to give those kudos to my acting coach, Christine Horn. Okay. Because... The instructions was deadpan. I had no idea what in the world was deadpan. <laughs> and I got in touch with her, you know, my acting girl. What a deadpan? I got this commercial. Da, 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 da. And she showed me what deadpan was and taught me how to do it. Yeah, you do that all the time, Diane. You just don't realize that's what okay, it is. Okay, so what is deadpan? Tell us what deadpan is. It's when you're real serious. It's, 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 you're not meant to be humorous, but it is humorous because of the way you do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that Ma, is so dynamic. You remember the movie Maud that that before Golden Girls, um, it was Maud and okay. Maud did deadpan all the time. Oh, She'd yeah, be yeah, funny, but she would she wouldn't crack a smile, and she, or it would be just a look sometimes, you know. But. Look, you know that was like so. I was like looking. You looked up at him like, oh my god, and you was like, that is not a word, you know, just. <laughs> Yeah. So I am a little sneaky. I can dig up stuff. I see that now. I see stuff. that. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I wanted to show, you know, we've evolved. You've evolved. I wanted to really kind of show people just a few little things. And sometimes you have to go back to your humble beginnings and you have to show people where you started. It just shows that, you know, it, people look at acting, acting and actresses and people that are just like, and you and I have talked about this. Oh, it's just this glamorous thing, but it's not. It's just, it's a lot of work. And so when you get a role in a commercial, when you get a role in a, in a movie, you know, that you, you've worked hard for that and you've studied, you, you and I talked about that the other day. It's like, it's a lot of work that goes yeah. into that. You've just worked really hard to make it happen. So I just wanted to show a little bit of the fact that it's not easy but we all have very humble beginnings. Don't, don't worry. I got Carol Hunter. I, I remember I pulled out a video of her when she was starting her first classes. And I said, listen, and she was like, oh, my God, where did you find that? I said, well, you can find anything. <laughs> listen, the Internet is unforgiving. And if you, <laughs> you can find anything. And I was like, mm -hmm, you had that real nice background and everything. She said, girl, that was just she said, my hair was I'm like, yeah, everybody talks about their hair. <laughs> 
everyone talks about the hair. Hey, we have a comment out here from Charmaine. And Charmaine says, how did you get into acting? Oh, well, um, I actually didn't get into acting. I was, act like I said, I was doing it all my life. You know, uh, everywhere I go, I was involved in different art things, you know, putting on plays, writing scripts and putting on productions. I owned five dance studios. And so that became wow. a big play thing um, here in Georgia. Um, but uh, what I would recommend uh, to someone wanting to get into acting is to, to get training. And mm. I remember when I was first told that I was a little bit um, offended because I thought, well, just act, you know, <laughs> not, no, you need training. Uh, a casting conduct director can spot an untrained actor 10 miles away. Wow. Wow. They know. Um, and so I would research um, you know, different places, schools of, of, for training. That's, that's, that's your foundation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your training, not a whole bunch. You can do workshops, but you know, you really want to get, um, go on the internet and look up people that are actually doing training. My coaches, I, of course, I'm gonna talk about my coach, Christine Horn. Um, she gives excellent classes. You going to work though. You mm -hmm. are going to work. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, um, you know, I started with Greg Allen's, you know, uh, mm -hmm. taking classes from him and it's ongoing. People don't realize even these actors that are getting these Oscars and things, they are yeah. still training. They're still they training. They are still taking lessons somewhere, somehow. Viola Davis was just um, talking about the training that she had to go through for her new movie. So it's mm -hmm. going requires training for the rest of your life to be a good actress. So yeah. I would start out by getting, you know, going online and getting some training under the belt. Okay, so talk about this particular piece right here. Okay, let's go. This one, <laughs> I, uh, let's talk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, um, I had to audition for that. And um, Donald, Donald Glover is, I'm telling you, he, <laughs> He, he, you know, everybody knows him as the rapper and everything, but, and I never known him as the, as the actor or I mean, as the director. But, and I'm sitting there, first of all, I had to audition for it. So I, I made the audition and I was really supposed to just go in there and sit my behind down and enjoy the, the, the service. Uh -huh. And he comes up to me cool, calm and collected and taps me on the shoulder. I turn, I look up at him, you know, cause I'm sitting in the church, you know, in the seat. And uh, he said, um, I, I, can you scream like really loud? You know? <laughs> I said, yeah, I think I do. No, I need you to do it now. So I belt out one and him and, the, and his assistant jump back and he goes, oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's what we need. That's what we need. So then the screaming went to, comes up cool. Anytime he comes up to me cool, calm and collect, I'm like, uh oh, what is he going to ask me to do now? I need you to climb into the casket. Girl. That's what I'm like. Let's talk about that. Like, I'm like, is she climbing in a coffin? Like, come on. I said, you, you need me to do what? You need me to open this coffin and act like I'm, Jimmy, I'm coming with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And there that, was a real body in there. 
Okay. It, okay, it wasn't a dead body. It was just a, no, it a was, live it, person. It was that my played. buddy, though. So we knew we knew each other. And she was playing the the person that that died. So it that was comforting that you know she was there. She was still in there, you know. Um, but again, thank God for my dance. You know, my my years of dancing, because mm -hmm. no problem getting my legs up there to the <laughs> coffin. That's <laughs> like. This girl's climbing in the coffin. <laughs> what is she doing? And that's how directors are. As they are looking through the lens and they're seeing things, mm -hmm. ideas come to them that they never had in the script. Yeah. That was never in the script. Yes. And ideas and things will come to them. And as the actress, you have to be able to do what they perform that vision that they got in their Correct. head at that time. Now, was that you Cat know? Williams sitting next to you, consoling you? Was that Cat Williams? No, that it looked the kind. Of, I was like, no. is she sitting next to Cat Williams and it's no, Cat Williams? No. Like, it's kind of had a little Cat Williams. Hair. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I know it's a little foggy, it's a little old, but is this Cat Williams consoling my girl? No, that was, yeah, and, you, and again, that's the way he films. Is that it's kind of dark and yeah, you know, kind of quirky, cinematic. Know. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, you and I were talking the other day and you talked about um, just to Charmaine's question. Uh, we talked about some of the things that you have to go through. Just share a little bit before we pop into the book, because we don't take the next 30 minutes and go into the book. But just share a little bit about what does a person have to do to prepare? What do you do to prepare when you receive a script? And oh, let's just talk about the audition. Let's just talk about yeah. that because that's, well, that's let's first, go back right? And talk about acting for a little bit because okay. one of the key things um, I think in acting is, and I was told this, is, I didn't believe it at first, but now I do. You really have to know who you are because you're gonna oh, okay. you're gonna experience so much rejection. Mm, that is that's good, Diane. I, you know, for the little bit of films and, and TV shows and commercials that I've done, it can never ever compare to all the mounds of rejections that I've okay. done. So, um, you know, I, I believe it was my acting coach that taught me that, you know, <laughs> acting is not getting on film and TV. Your acting is actually your auditions. It's yes. a lifetime of doing auditions and mm. getting rejections. And getting okay. auditions and, and rejections. And you have to learn who you are so that when you get those rejections, it's not because of anything that you did, that you're a Correct. bad person, you're a bad person. Oh, bad that's person. good. But you never know what that director is looking for. And half the time, they don't know until they actually see so it. So they're in the lens sometimes yeah. if they're, they're really looking, looking to say that that's what lie. they're looking for. Right. You're looking for a, so the other thing is, you know, I you have to have a strong faith and believe mm. that what's for you is for you. Oh, that's good. Diane. As a matter of fact, your sister Cynthia mm -hmm. told me that what's for you is for yes, you. It is true. Telling me that. It's yeah, your part is for you. What's for and you is for you. That's right. And, and no that's one can take it away. No one can take it away. Stuck with me. So mm -hmm. you have to know who you are. You have to believe in God and and whatever he has for you to do. If if he's calling you to be an actress, they can't nobody stop you Absolutely. from being an actress Absolutely. but you. Or actor. Absolutely. It could be a, a guy out there. Absolutely. Entertainer. Can't nobody stop you. Exactly. But you, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then you have to be disciplined. 
stuff out there that's going to distract you. You know, you got your haters out. I'm not just talking about your haters, but you got your haters out there. You got family that's going to tell you, oh, you crazy. You need to be doing mm -hmm. this. Doing you that. need a job you need instead a of job. trying to do yeah, that. <laughs> so you got to, you know, discipline yourself to stick with learning the craft, learning which is craft. acting or dancing or whatever it is that, it, that you want to do in entertainment. Mm -hmm. You have to discipline yourself to study it. Yes. And study it well. Because yes. for your one audition, honey, there are thousands other auditioning for the same for role. The same I was role. like heart struck when I saw, you know, I, I actually got to sit with some well-known cast and directors mm -hmm. and I actually got to see the number of auditions that come in that they have to look at. And mm. they read it down from thousands to, you know, 500 to 250 to 50 to 10. Wow. And then those 10, then, then it goes to the network. And then the network mm. has to dwindle them down. So it's a real process before you even book a role. So kudos to those actors who, who got book? Oscars and, 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 <laughs> and all that stuff. Because it's it's a long process. If it's you're working, yes. By overnight, you know, yes. success or osmosis. You know, yes. we don't realize. You know, we see them on this and that and the other, and but they've been at it for years. We just hadn't heard about it. Mm -hmm. We just hear the big time stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Then you you look at, oh, I didn't know they were in that. Oh, she did that. Oh, she yes. They've been at it for years, so it is a work in progress. Yes. <laughs> progress, and you have to discipline yourself and be patient with yourself. So and a lot of times, you would even have to train for things that you maybe for a lot you. Of stuff don't know or the, the role is calling for just so that you can audition. Exactly. So, and then, you know, you go through all this training and you may not even get the role after. And you may not even get it. It's audition. called script analysis. When oh, you get wow. Script, you got to break the script down. Who, what, when, where, why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? Who am I doing it to? What is it that I want to accomplish? You know, what is my goal? Is that character? What do I want to accomplish in this script? You know, and then, you know, it helps if you could think outside the box, mm -hmm. but you can't go too ridiculous because you don't know what the director's way is going to be. I right. look up the director's. The oh, that's good. Movie. All right, who, what kind of movies do we do? You know, you got to catch the theme of of the of the show or the movie that you're auditioning for. If I'm auditioning for the resident, like you know, the medical show, I want to know what's that theme like because the resident has a different theme than Grey's Anatomy, right? Okay, correct. Well, correct. Well, oh, that's well, good. Shows, but they're two different things, you know. And so you got to get the feel and know what it is that you're going for mm -hmm. and um, prepare yourself accordingly, you know. And then yes. what I don't know, that's what I leave to the Holy Spirit, whatever yes. I don't know. Yes, come on now. Just, you know, so. Yes, yes. You know, bring it, bring it to life, you know. Yes. Think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, work Absolutely. through my body, you know. Absolutely. So, so a lot of people don't really see the work behind it. So Charmaine, this is so good for you to, um, you know, to hear you ask that question. She is just giving a lot of information. You know, for me, like my sister, she's, she's my sister, Cynthia, she's done quite a bit of background acting and things like that. And when she got into it, she was like, you should do it. You should do it. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. You know, but for me, it just, it didn't, it, it wasn't for me. 
Okay. Yeah. It wasn't for me. It, she loved it. She loved it. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Like I remember the first one, she talked me into doing it because it was on a Saturday and it was all day long. We were background, yes. we were background folks yes. and people don't understand that. It's all in day. Black Panther in Black Panther. We were in the um, United Nations scene. That was the only scene they were shooting and it was Black Panther. And so they did it down at the city hall in Atlanta. So it was mm -hmm. pouring down raining. They took us from holding, which is a one complete difference, piled us on a bus, took us, a, just shipped all the background actors. And then the directors and the wardrobe people are looking at you and they're saying, you, 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 you come here. And they're placing you in specific places. She and I were sitting in the back. Like cattle. And so we're sitting there like, you know, it was like she, they call them cattle calls. And we were like, yeah. oh, I wonder if they're going to see me. That scene was in the movie for a second. Millisecond. And there were a millisecond. Looking for yourself. And I was like, I'm in Black Panther. <laughs> I'm in Black Panther. I was in that movie. And I was like, they show that thing so fast. They just showed, there were silhouettes of bodies in those seats. You couldn't tell nothing. It's so interesting. Uh, it is and it's what, what's what, what's caught for you because Cynthia is good at that. I, I told her I don't. I've done a couple, quite a few um, background stuff because of Cynthia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Guys, she tucked me into it. I don't see how she can do it. I don't but see funny because she says to me, I don't see how you can do what you do, Diane. I can't remember all them lines and I when to walk do. in and when to walk. That's my thing. That's my passion. So the other day I was on the plane coming from Mexico. I was on vacation and um, I'd never seen the movie Just Mercy. Okay. And I was like, you know, sometimes you just leave a movie for when you're going to be traveling long distance. So I'm watching this movie on the airplane. And I knew my sister was in this movie and I knew she told me that she had, uh, she had to walk by um, uh, the the main lead and uh, what's his name? Oh gosh, I can't think of his name right now. And uh, say something to him. But I was in that movie as well. And so she had talked me into doing this. It was a day off that I had, and I decided to go down there and do it because typically I was like, mm -mm, I can't be down there all day and get fifty dollars. <laughs> I I, I ain't retired. I, this ain't what I do. If I'm retired and get the social security check, then that's good. But this is not something that I can just sit down there and holding and eat the crafties and hope that they put me on set and, um, you know, make sure that, that, that that's the case. It's like, this is not me. But this one particular day I was off. And so I was, I, they had, they were shooting the church scene in Just Mercy. And I was just like, you know, I'm just here. I'm just like, oh God, I'm just, why did I make myself do that? Well, I'm sitting on the plane. I never saw the movie. I'm sitting on the plane, and there I am, fanning myself with a church fan. Just and I was like, and my my girlfriend was sitting next to me. And she was asleep. I said, "Wake up, wake up! I'm in Just Mercy." It was a quick little snippet. Wow! At the back of you're gonna make me go because I saw it and I, I didn't see you. I'm in the church. See, I got a I got a burgundy blouse on. Oh. I'm in the back of the church, and I said, oh, "Hey, there I am!" So I got excited. I I chalked it up to that was my acting career, but I could not. I can't stand. I can't sit there for five, for ten hours. Uh, I did a show. I did something else that she talked me into, and I was like, "Girl, I can't do this. Like, I can't sit here 
for yeah. five, ten hours and be cattle prog into people. a calling for that. But that's not for me. No. But you know, that is for those people who love doing it. You gotta have a special but you gotta have a you do. Let you me gotta tell have you something. After I'm sitting there for a couple of hours and sometimes it was cold, especially in the wintertime and you're under these tents and you're hungry and they're feeding the, the crew first and they're feeding this one first and you getting fed last and, and you're cold <laughs> and you're tired and you're hungry. And you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm snappy. Okay, now mm -hmm. I'm ready to snap. Okay, I'm not ready to go sit nowhere. I'm, I'm ready to go out the door and go home. But if you leave, you don't get paid. You, you don't know? get paid. And, and you sit um, there all day long and you may not you eat crafties. I was like, what are these? She's a girl. These are not snacks. They're called crafties. You got to learn the language. I was like, girl, this is snacks. It's some cheese crackers. Give me some water. And then you sit there and you tell you no phones. It's like, oh, my God, I can't do this. We got oh, a couple. Goodness. Listen, we got This and is so fun. It's we got a couple else comments now with here. the pandemic, though. It's yes. Just, oh my God. Because you had to COVID test and all. I was like, girl, you got that. That's your thing. That is not my thing. Yeah. We have a comment out here. It says Lady Diane D. Carter, as a writer, director, dancer, she's able to watch <laughs> from her passion, of which she does very well. Hey, listen, it did not give us your name. So, really, I would love for you to come back with a comment and tell us who you are so we can shout your name out. Ooh, and thank then, you. And we have another one. There are no sudden. Bravo for your transparency, beautiful lady. That is so awesome. Thank you Thank so much. You. Put your I want you to put your name back in there. Whoever these, these comments are, it doesn't show us your name, as you can see. It just says Facebook user, and we definitely want to. Yeah. This Denise Armstrong, of course. There it is, our girl Denise Armstrong. We should have known. We should have known it was Denise Armstrong, <laughs> our sister. Right, right. We love her so much. So, Diane, let's talk about this book. Yeah. Let's get into this book. What I'm reading the book, and 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 I had I as long as I've known you, I did not know that this existed, that I did not I did not know this happened. Okay, yeah. And so that goes to show that you never know what someone's going Nobody through in did. life, and um, that you need to just really be sensitive to people that their story that they have a story that they're going through and that they're carrying things. Talk about this amazing book. I'm going to pull it up so that people can see it. Okay. It's called When Love Is Not Enough. Not Enough. How well, Will I Know? Diane, it's available on Amazon. This is Diane's uh, Facebook information. But Diane, get in here and, and tell us what, why, who, the name, the whole, give us everything. Okay. Well, first of all, the book is about love. Um. And I and I kind of shared that on my on my platform a while back before the book came out on September the second. It took um, is a little over eight years in the making. Wow! And it came about because, you know, me being a single woman, mm -hmm. it seemed like it was taking forever and a day for Mister Wright to come along. Mister Wright never came along, <laughs> and you know, is there Mister Wright? <laughs> Because I don't think right, so. you know, or Mr. Halfway right, or somewhat <laughs> right, or near right. <laughs> anyway, none of that happened. And I always love children. I'm an advocate for children. You know, mm -hmm. I, I served in a children's ministry yes. for like over 30, little over 30 years, you know, count my churches like forever. I mean, counting my other churches like forever. Um, but I've always been an advocate for children. I've always wanted children and biological clock was ticking out. 
done ticked out, tucked out, whatever. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm at the time, you know, I, I'm running five dance schools with kids. And, you know, when they had um, Katrina, mm-hmm. I opened up my studio to those children for okay. free. They never okay. got charged anything. Okay. And so, but in order, because a lot of those families were with DFACs, Mm. I had to go through training okay, in order to be able, able to sponsor these children and, and have them in my studio and what mm-hmm. have you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what led me to becoming a adopted parent. Wow. And so um, fast forward down the road, you know, I adopted this baby. He was just turned two. Mm-hmm. And to not tell about the, the story, basically it was about the hell mm-hmm. that my son and I went through because of a governmental dysfunctional system. Mm. And as a result of the love that the Lord showed me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through all the hell that I was going through mm-hmm. with my son, I was able to give him that love, even after he got old enough to know better, mm-hmm. still demonstrate that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents probably would have said, well, forget you. I'm done right, with right, you. Right. And just, you know, wiped it off. I got so angry with the system and the way things was done. When I got, I, and the Lord was working with me because I was able to call a meeting with all the powers to be. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, here in Georgia. And we sat at this meeting and everybody had a title, but nobody was doing a darn thing. And I said to them, and I kind of said it because I was angry and I was being cocky. I said, I'm going to write a book about this. That's as unbelievable. <laughs> Careful how you treat people because they will write about you. This. I, <laughs> I am going to write a book. I can't believe it. And didn't know that I was really going to write a book. Right. And it started out with me journaling, you know, up mm, yep. down as it was happening. Cause it, some of the stuff was just so outrageously ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. I said, I gotta write this down cause nobody would believe it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I did all of that, put it on the shelf, put it right up here where you all are looking at, left it up there, forgot about it, forgot it. And then my, my brother in Christ, Jeff, came to me during the summer last year. Diane, you need to finish the book. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, bro, you, know, you need that to voice in the wilderness. I said, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, fine. I forgot about it. Fast forward a couple of months, I'm minding my business, holiday time, you know, Christmas coming up. I'm looking on the internet shopping and I know the voice of the Lord and I heard you have till the end of the month to finish the book. Mm. Like the devil is a liar. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Satan ain't gonna want me to finish no book. And I heard it. No. Again. You have to till the end of the month to finish the book. Mm. I looked on the calendar and I said, Oh my God, that's 10 days. You giving me wow. 10 days to finish the book. He said, No, 
you had seven months to finish the book. <laughs> I love it when God kind of like checks you. Didn't say nothing. Didn't say nothing. <laughs> well, I was burning the midnight off for those 10 days. So you finished your book. You, you, how, mu how much of the book had you written? 31st before midnight, I finished the book. So how much of the book had you written before you put on the shelf? I had all except the last, all except book two. Book okay. two wasn't finished at all. Okay, okay. And the reason, because I thought I was going to do book one and that was going to be it. But then, Jeff, you can't just leave the book like that. I mean, you don't know how, you know, he's going to end up. You got, you yeah. know, the story's not finished yet. You can't, you can't just, so that's when I just put it on shelf and said, oh, the heck with it. Mm, so you, know, you had 10 days to finish but I had to book. pick it up and do book wow. two. Wow. But here's the thing, and this is when you know it was the Lord. When I sat down to type, my brain was, my fingers was typing so fast, my brain was yeah. thinking. Brain couldn't keep up with it. What yeah. I was typing half the time. It was just going, 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 going. And that's when I said, okay, yeah, this is that's the Lord. That's when you know it's God. I, yeah. I, it was speed. Yeah. It was speed. Sweatless, I too. No, no writer's blank or whatever block it, yeah block or whatever <laughs> i had none of that it was yes. just non-stop and it wasn't like work for me because okay. i enjoy writing so yeah. it wasn't work for me you know and mm. i i was steady typing in it and i heard it's finished and that's why mm. at the end of the book i put it is finished. It's finished. It's finished. Wow you know um yeah. you know I wrote my book in 2011 and it it was my journal and I decided to write it. And um, I just really felt led to just publish the journal because there, I felt like there were so many people that were out there that were empty like myself, yeah. um, that were filling themselves with all the wrong people, drugs, alcohol, and even people, food. You know, I tried to fill myself with food and drugs and alcohol. And uh, I never forget trying to, that's why I love God, because I've tried to bargain with him. <laughs> You know, yeah. there were people that needed to hear, um, because ironically, um, when the, the book was finished and uh, I had the pre-sale back in August, mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock was on social media talking about the challenges that she had with the same system in her town. Wow. And wow. then another celebrity came out and they had the, the same kind of um, challenges with, with the, the same system. And then, so, and I so that's in my book because it's the same system, no matter what state, exactly. you know, they all it's the same system. The same, dysfunctional way you know so so let's talk about that let's talk about that so i am in the abduction and i'm gonna tell you something right now i i i started and i stopped and i started and i stopped and i had to catch my breath diane <laughs> i had to catch my because every emotion was um was 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 you see my fingers moving. You see my fingers moving like this. I'm trying to come up with, but this is how my emotions felt. They were very raw. Um, I, I experienced something very similar about having a child removed from your presence, and you know, and I just think like, what? And so you talk about in chapter one, the abduction. And so the premise, give us a, a, a without giving us all the story, oh, but wow. give us some of the premise of 
What took place in the, I mean, when I read this, you come up right in chapter one, you punch me right in the heart, Diane, purpose. where I was crying, literally crying cool. and just getting this phone call from school that your child has been taken away. Year later. Now, now look, I'm going to have to stop you because you're getting ready to tell the story. Well, listen, we have that to We the, have to tell them. We've got to let the viewers and readers no, know no, no, what no, this no, book no. is about so that they I, can... I, I she's getting hot now, y'all. <laughs> it's about a dysfunctional okay, system. Okay, tell us what it's about. It's about a dysfunctional system um, at, that put... In other words, I adopted my son through the okay. system and the system that I adopted him from put me and him through hell. Okay. It wasn't the, it wasn't the world, wasn't the church. It wasn't the people. It was the system that encourages you to do this, you know, turn around to be your enemy, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's about love. Like I said, the book is about love because through all the drama you know, I had to deal with myself as um, a single parent, as okay. a child of God, because you question, you question your faith. You know, why, where is God in all this? Why am I going through all this? You know, um, then, um, you know, as my son was getting older and things were starting to come about that I was never told about, um, I had to continue with that unconditional love because the unconditional love was shown to me. Mm -hmm. And um, it, 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 I, wanted the, I wanted the book to take my readers on a emotional huh. roller coaster ride. Huh. And I, I'm going to read to you. She's being very, very modest right now when she said emotional. She's going <laughs> to hit you right upside the head. I'm literally, I, I had to... I had to stop. I had to stop and pull myself together. That's what because my as a, said. Yeah. as a single woman. So you did a very good job as a single woman, Diane, as a woman who raised two sons, a woman who had her child taken away from her. Okay. For a period of time, people don't know that. And I was like my, I went back to 1996. I went back to when I was in court, when the judge said, remove the child. I was like, I'm like, oh my God. Wow. So tell us a little bit. Can, can you read a little something? Can you give I didn't get that luxury, but well, let me read. I want to read the reviews because good. I give us, give us something. My, I, can, I can always talk about my book, you know, but give when us something. come to me, I, I got two reviews. I, strangely, um, this first one I got on September the 14th, the book can't, was released September the 2nd. So okay. she apparently got the book right away. I don't know her from Adam, but she wrote, um, words cannot, can't express how I feel after reading this book. I cried, I was upset, I lost faith, and I regained faith. So many mixed emotions. But this book is amazing. I have no words to describe the feeling inside. I recommend this book to anyone that loves reading and learning when love is not enough. As a single parent myself, 
as a single mother myself and with my own biological children, I know how difficult it is to raise a child, the tears, the joy, the uncertainties. As a mother, you question yourself every day if you're doing a good job mm. as a mother. And she's wrote a whole lot of stuff, but I had to shorten it for the purpose of the podcast. She wrote, I am out of words. And I'm just going to say her name is Anna. Well, Anna, um, thank and, you so much for yeah, giving for uh, Diane this this review because like yeah. it's really, um, and I read that review because when I went out on Amazon, I always like to read the reviews, what people are saying. And I read it and I was like, oh my. And so that's what hyped me up. I was like, I got to start reading this book. Well, this, um, let me read this other one. For, mm -hmm. so it's a lot shorter. This mm -hmm. one came from a coworker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> co-workers write former good reviews too and they buy books so a former co-worker <laughs> she put um so i finished this book period it <laughs> had such a profound impact that i'm still absorbing exactly you can tell that you peel back all the layers and mm. really put emotions out there and that was from my co-worker and friend latonya um who who actually sent that in on the 15th you know so i have not read those are the only two that i've seen so far but mm -hmm. my point is when when i when the lord told me to finish the book i said okay mm. lord jesus i i will finish the book but it needs to be i said i want to take my readers on an emotional roller coaster ride mm -hmm. i want it to impact i want them to um again I'm an entertainer, so I want to take your mind off of your problems mm -hmm. and put it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Look at what I'm going through. If you're going through it, then know that you're not alone. It's Just like alone. Um, mm -hmm. Anna, right. you know, she was going through some things that I was going through. She's not alone, you know. And even for you, even if you don't have any children, you you, you know, the things that I went through as a single person, mm -hmm. you're not alone because. You know, I know you've been through some of those things that I've been through. Yeah. If you're married, some of the things that, because I'm not married, doesn't mean that I don't go through what Correct. Correct. go through. Correct. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying all the things, but there are some things that I go through as a single person that you go through. That we all go through. And, so it doesn't and, matter your, your, if your status. It yes. doesn't matter if you're single, you're married, male or female. Mm -hmm. The book will bless you. Because it will bless you. It covers all Listen, areas. And, of and I haven't even finished chapter one. I just, I mean, I had to, I literally, I had to, I had to catch my life. I had to get my life because it was, and it's so, it's so you. So if you, I've known you over 20 years. So it, I was like, oh my God, this is Diane. So I'm so, as a, as a person who has helped publish other people's books, a person who has edited books for Pastor Dollar, I've written books with him. The biggest key thing, the person who has taught people how to write books and get books out of them. The biggest thing that I tell people is do not ever let an editor write you out of the story. Meaning right. your personality, your tone, your everything, your inflections. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't know who edited your book, Oh, I gave her the 411 before. <laughs> I know you did. Yeah, you you were very, but she did a very good job. Uh, when you, when you, right? In, I was on a. Right in the first, the second paragraph, when you said liar, I said, this is my girl, Diane, <laughs> liar. I, I could see her saying, calling uh, Mr. Mudd 
Liar, liar! <laughs> you and it was just like that. You're such a liar. <laughs> and Jeff was, Jeff was, he, he, the, the, Jeff was the only one. Him and Serena, only only one knew where what I was because they were there with me. He was so busy kicking me under the table to be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, for a lot of the different meetings and stuff that I had to go through because he was there for my support. And um, he was like, look, you, we got you do whatever you got to do, Correct. you know, to get your son. And, and you know, boy, they put us through hell. That's the wow. only way I can. Um, so, so she is talking about a system, which is Department of Children and Family Services, that she had to deal with that put her through hell. So there's something that's okay. interesting to me. It was like the very thing that was designed to protect you was protect the very the thing too. and protect the children was the very thing that was disruptive yes. to families, disruptive to, to, to you. Uh, very, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful work, Diane. Beautiful, it totally beautiful destroyed, offering. Destroyed my life. Work. Totally destroyed it's, my life. But, you know, I think yeah. about the fact that, um, let me just say this to you. Oh, gosh. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. I'm going to say this to you, Diane. I really feel very strong to say this to you. And that is, is no, it, there is no mistake that you're an actress. No, no, I agree. I agree. no mistake. And there is no mistake that you have written us an offering of such quality like this. This is a, this is a screenplay. This is a movie. Yeah. I'm good. I thought, I, let me just tell you. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you, this a is a, this right here is on, this is going to film. I see you directing. I see you there saying, mm -mm, that's not how it goes. And the emotion, giving the critical direction to this, to this work of art. This is a work of art. And I thank God that on the other side of your obedience to do this, someone is going to be delivered. Okay. And sometimes we figure, we, we look at ourselves and we say, yeah. well, I don't want to tell nobody my business. I don't want to tell nobody what I've gone through. And I remember, I, I love when I make deals I with sure God did. and he looks at me and he laughs. And so I made a deal with God when I wrote my book. I was like, listen, God, because my editor told me that I wasn't telling everything. And then she said, either you're going to tell it or you're not going to tell it. And I said, I'm going to tell it. And it was raw. And so she said, she, when she told me that, and so I was, I prayed. I said, let me, let me pray about it. Let me pray. Let me be deep. Let me, let me just pray about it. She's like, you do whatever you got to do, but you pray. And I went to God and I said, if you want me to write this book, then I want you to allow one person's life to be changed. I don't need to be on the New yes. York Sellers Beth side. I, like, like, if this offering that I am giving, if it's going to change one person's life, just then one. I did my job. Then yep. I did my job. Yep. And God said, oh, wow, that is so awesome. I love God because he talks to me like that. He's like, oh, wow, <laughs> that is so awesome because it's going to change you. Now, you, the, right. the criteria right. wasn't that you had to change somebody outside of who you are. You said one person. So please don't yep. play those 
Jedi mind tricks with God because he is better at Jedi mind tricking. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, no, it's going to change you. So kudos, my girl. Go out and write the book. <laughs> you know, go forth and write well, the know, book. It was a mind blowing, too, because I said, oh, wait. I'm like, wait a minute, Lord, you told me <laughs> to get back into acting. You opened up the door for me to take my classes. Come on now. You gave me all the money to go through the training. You put my coach in my life. You put this one in my life. You told me to do acting. Now you're telling me to write the book? You're hey, telling I'm me confused. to write the book. This uh, just is, a, and, and so, you know, our, our girl Denise. She's not going to give you the whole picture. No, our girl Denise right. is out here. She's the saying. All right, so I did the acting. Okay, now I want you to finish the Finish the book. Yeah. Let's finish the book. Don't finish the book. Me. Finish the book. Okay, I finished the book. Okay. Now we're gonna do this. Mm -hmm. so, and I and I, I agree. I think I think that um it does absolutely have the the marks of a yes, it does. I, I, no, it does. Just, let me just tell you something. Just in freaking chapter one. <laughs> so like I'm, I'm telling you, I was like, this doggone Diane got me in my feelings like this. She got me raw. Like you had me raw. Like I just got to style a pause and get myself a glass of water. Let me calm myself. Let me fan myself. Cause I was mad. I was so, I was so angry, Diane. I was so <laughs> angry. I you wanted to fight. So our girl Diane, our girl Denise out here, she says, tell her that we all cried. She said, Me too. <laughs> She's out here. But you'll rise again, beautiful lady. You know, that's our love. Agree. She agrees with the confirmation that this is a movie. And it's just so amazing how Thank God you. has put you in this entertainment field yeah. and then put your life through this situation. Cause you know what? Our, our lives is a story that just hasn't been written. I'm working on my second book and I thought about it. I was like, why did I feel like I had to pause on it? Like I had written yeah. two chapters and then something, I just like mm, stepped away. And I said, God, what's going on? He said, you haven't lived the rest of it. <laughs> I was why? like, because what? I lived it. That's the thing. What exactly. I wrote, I lived it. Like I, I, you know, I this is not a fiction book. It's, it's not fiction. fiction. This is your life. Fiction book. This is nonfiction for sure. <laughs> you know. But what I love is, is that if God can do it for you, he can do it for the next person. And then some of the things that you are talking about in here, which is going to equip people who are faced with some of the same challenges, exactly. faced with some of the same things, and they will know how to maneuver in the systems, what not to say, what to say, how to, who, how to bring your, yourself together, how to bring what you need, how to do what yeah. you need to do, how to bring your evidence. And don't, don't feel so defeated by the system because the system looks big. But let me just say this, Diane, our God is bigger. And there's help out there and there's you help. are with a child that has special needs. Mm -hmm. And that's in the book. Okay. That's very detailed in the book of what to do. Because if I had to listen to certain people, you know, my son and I never would have gotten the help, you mm. know, that, that we got. I had to get on my get off my behind and get mm -hmm. on Google. Thank mm -hmm. God for technology Amen. and Google stuff and yeah. then take it back to the people in the government that's supposed to know everything. And they're like, oh, we didn't know this exists. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Liar. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to, um, it's already been a blessing. And like I said, I, 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 like you, if I just hear from one person, person? I said, Lord, one person, You've done your I job. Would be happy. and when Miss Anna wrote that big <laughs> review, I was like, that's it. Go. Go. Right. Got it. Got it. <laughs>
well, Diane. We can talk exactly for, what I can, what I know, wanted the book a roller coaster really, ride. We could really talk right. for so many more hours, but I just want to share with everybody this beautiful offering. It's called "When Love Is Not Enough." How yeah. and it's available on Amazon.com. So it's on Amazon.com. You can just Google it if you Google "Look When Love Is Not Enough" and her name, it'll pop right up. This is what the book cover looks like. Uh, Diane, I am just so honored to be your friend. I am yeah. honored to Thank have you. known you for years. Yeah. Um, I validate you. Okay. Um, I validate who you are. You are authentic. And um, a lot of people don't like real. I've never had a problem with you. I've never had a problem with real because I like real too. I like you to tell me real. Yeah. Be real and honest with me. And I appreciate you so very, very Thank much you. for Ditto. stepping Ditto. out of your comfort zone to provide such a beautiful offering for us. I cannot wait to see this on the big screen because listen, it's, it's going to be, and I believe, and I'll just say this to you. I believe that um, when, you know, when this book continues to move and I'll just pray over you and pray over the book that um, that it goes on Good Morning America, that it goes on all these national uh, exposure, that it gets the exposure that it needs um, so that people can know and that people won't be afraid and people won't operate in fear uh, because of having to fight the system um, that has been designed to protect. But sometimes, you know, it's something that just came to my mind. It's like, you know, a Band-Aid is created to protect a wound. But if you keep it there long enough, it'll infect a wound. That's and it. so this is kind of what I was feeling when I was reading is like, good analogy. system is just there now. It was protecting, but now it's infecting. Yeah. And so I thank you for exposing thank you this. For having me. And um, so I just, before we leave, I just want you to just, you know, I'm going to give you the spotlight. I want you to just look in this camera and just Encourage somebody uh, today for anything that uh, they may be going through today. Well, I just I, I thank you for that, because I, I would like to say um, whatever it is that you're going through. Just mm -hmm. remember that your problem is not greater or is, is not bigger than the almighty God. God. Whatever mm -hmm. your desire is. If you want to be an actor, if you want to be an entrepreneur, whatever it is you want to be, your desire is not too big or not too great for the almighty God. Like I said before, you just have to persevere mm -hmm. uh, and you have to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. Don't be so hard mm -hmm. on yourself, you mm -hmm. know, and know that you are love you and are if you good. have that relationship i don't know where your camera is because i'm looking is it, am yeah I, you can look you're looking you're well, good <laughs> i look at you no you're looking just keep going okay <laughs> just know that the most important thing is that you have a relationship with the lord jesus christ amen and i know some people say well i don't believe in that well then you will have a problem but if you have a relationship with the Lord, he is going to direct you and guide you. He'll tell you what schools you need to go to, who you need to see, what you need to say, what you need to do, where you need to go, how you need to do it. Because it took me a while to get to that point. 
But once I got to that point, you better believe that it was smooth sailing. And then when I hit a rocky bump, and he's right there holding your hand, still guiding you. He never lets go of you, even though you may let go of him. Mm. God is a big God. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut up because I'm going to start preaching. <laughs> God is a big God. So don't come to him with little teeny things because he's a big God. If you, if, if, if you want him to help you, he's going to help you in a big way. Amen. So just keep that in mind. There's nothing that you got, nothing you're going through, nothing that you need that he can't handle. Can. You know, because who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it that I would have even wrote a book? I never right. thought of writing a book, you know, and who would have thunk nurse me in a medical profession? Right. So going from the medical field to acting and now an author, like really? You know, so he's ordering our steps. We, yes, may not really, we don't know where he's taking us. I don't know where he's taking me by now. I said right. it today in my quiet time. Lord, I don't know where you're taking me. I don't know what to do. I'm in retirement. I should be doing this, this, and this, and this. But <laughs> I don't know where you're taking me, but I trust his instincts. Yeah. Let him drive. He's the creator of time. So let's yeah. not get bounded. Let's not get um, hooked up and, 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 and you know, mind boggled with time because he's the creator of time. Yeah, he is the creator of time. You know? He is the things to accelerate in your life and make yep. up all the time that you think you lost. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. let him drive. You know, I. You know, you, you ever been in a yeah, car like with somebody? Said, drive the bus. Is that yeah. what you told me? Yeah. yeah. Just let him drive. You know, sometimes you've been in a car with somebody that you just like. Uh, uh-uh, this person, I cannot. I have to stay awake. I'm breaking with them because they're they're driving erratically. Well, God is not like that. He no. is a smooth operator, honey. Yes. And you know, if you've been in a car with somebody that has been able that you can say, "Oh God, I'm comfortable. I'm peaceful. I'm going to go lay down and go to yep. sleep." And so. When I get on an airplane, I don't, I don't think, oh my God, the pilot is not going to do it. I just say, I put it in God's hand and I say, you know, you got this pilot and this pilot is going to take me where I got to go from point A to point B. Well, God is that way. That. He is driving and we just have to sometimes sit back, relax and enjoy the view, yep. sit back, relax and enjoy the ride, the comfort of the ride and the conversation that you have with him because he's got us, he's protecting, yeah. he's protecting us and he's caring for us. But a lot of us, what we'll do is we'll say, well, God, you know what? You're breaking too hard. You know, you're following too close. And why'd you take that? You know, you've been on people be like, good over there. Turn over. Be like, who's driving this? No Me complaining. Or you? <laughs> and then the backseat drivers. He is a master planner. And you so know. he can do it. So, you know, just put your seatbelt on. And here's the thing. Even if something comes up that's a little bit erratic, right? You never, I, my kids, I still do this. I don't care. I do it to my grandkids and I did it to my sons. When they sit in the front row, they say, Ma, you still do this. It's like somebody come on, you go, oh, I'm always, I put my arm out. Yes. I put my arm out and I, I, I shield them. Like, like I can, like, I don't know, they got a seatbelt on, but that's yes. just that mom thing. And so God has always got us. He's got that arm and My dog is in my front seat. And I do it to <laughs> oh, my dog. Oh my God, your dog. Be like, Mr. Oscar, right? Is it Oscar? Your dog Oscar? My Oscar. So yeah, I just, so I thank you so much, Diane, thank for blessing you, thank us you, today. What a beautiful so interview, a beautiful conversation, a beautiful woman. Everybody, speak out loud. Please go to Amazon today and get Thank this book you. because you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to be mad, 
uh, you know, just you, you're, you're, you're going for a ride. Thank you, Diane, for taking us on this beautiful ride. And thank you for this beautiful offering of, of literary, literary work. Uh, thank and I you. thank God for you. We look forward to seeing you again and coming back. And uh, we look forward to more things coming from you, sis. Amen. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And let me just say this before we leave. You're going to get to heaven and people are going to say, Diane, you're Diane, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for writing that book. <laughs> Thank you. Because my time, that you're that lady that wrote that book. I just believe that. I just thank God for you, Diane. <laughs> so silly. Oh, <laughs> All right. We'll see ya. Okay, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much. We went over our time today and I knew we would go over our time today, but what a beautiful writing, a beautiful sister, a beautiful soul. Uh, please go out and get the book When Love Is Not Enough. It's available on Amazon. Her Facebook page is, is facebook.com slash Carter one Please follow her, like her, um, get involved in what she's doing and get this book if you are ready to to go on this emotional ride remember thank you again for for tuning in for season two we have a lot more good shows i got another powerhouse uh, author and speaker coming up next week you don't want to miss that so thank you so much for supporting speak out loud the story behind the brand and remember that god loves you i love you but most importantly learn to love yourself You've been watching Speak Out Loud, the story behind the brand with your host, Lynette Jackson. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And until next week, don't forget to use your voice to speak out loud.